0: What up, yo? Welcome in to the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show with your host, Mark. That's me. Yeah, today is Friday, August 2nd. We got a... We're Actually, we're going to finish the uh, top 25 running backs. I went over my first 12 uh, last show. What did you guys think? A couple surprises in there. We'll recap that in just a moment. But uh, yeah, so today's show, like I said, we're going to go over the rest of the running backs going to be pretty exciting to see that. Uh, but first, I want to do a little shout-out for my daughter. It's going to be her birthday. She's turning 9. It's pretty cool. We're going to be having a fun weekend. going to do a uh, Disney Descendants 3 premiere slash sleepover. So that's going to be a lot of fun, having all these girls watching that movie. And then we're going to take her to Knott's Berry Farm. It's going to be pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm super pumped and excited about that. So, McKenna, happy birthday. I love you a ton. Um, you know what? We're just gonna let's get right into it. Let's jump right into the news. News with views. All right, we're gonna kick it off. This is not fun news right here, but running back Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. The last thing about his holdout, owner Jerry Jones just said that Zeke's holdout could drag on for months into the season. Right now, I'm just waiting. I still have him, my number one running back. I'm waiting till August 6th, uh, basically until next week, to make any decisions before I move him uh, down in my rankings. Um, slightly a little bit more concerned with this kind of stuff, but, you know, what was it, a couple days ago, they basically said that uh, they're going to agree on terms and stuff. So it's just a lot of mixed uh, messages coming out of the Cowboys camp right now about this. Um, but I'm going to reserve my opinion till next week. You know, make my final decision. Not final decision, but make a more clear decision next week after the, so called said, deadline of August 6th for uh, Zeke's to occur his uh, uh, season status. You know, so I'm going to wait until after that. To, and I'll let you guys know. You guys will, you know, it's plenty of time before we have to draft and all that stuff. But uh, next Wide receiver Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, He had a kind of a scare last week's practice. He got uh, hit on his leg and his knee. And then it was said that he was carted off and everybody had a little scare. And then they came out and said it was a bone bruise. Well, he returned to practice on Friday. Everything looks good for him. Um, Running back Theo Riddick. Remember he was cut from the Lions. He just signed with Denver. So he's now a Bronco. Good for him. Not worried. I think that's just a depth piece for for Denver. Um, not worried about Lindsey or Freeman or anything like that there. So, uh, wide receiver Antonio Callaway of the Cleveland Browns. His coach kind of called him out. Uh, coach Freddie Kitchen said that Brown or not Brown that Callaway reported to camp out of shape. Um, so that sends up a little flag to me. You know, I don't like to hear negative news from coaches and and from teams and stuff. So. Just kind of monitor this. Um, I mean, he was the third, maybe fourth receiving option on the team anyways, Um, you know, with Landry and Beckham there. But, you know, if later rounds, you know, or deeper leagues, you needed a receiver had some high upside, weekly upside. So um, just felt like putting it in there. Running back Melvin Gordon of the Chargers, this continues. Um, You know, the reports say that Gordon's agent requested a trade last week. Uh, apparently the team offered him ten million a year, which, in my opinion, is actually a pretty solid uh, offer. But he wants more. He wants to be in that twelve to fifteen million a category. You know, like Gurley is. Um, this one kind of scares me. I think they think he's going to end up holding out m- longer than, you know, than just a couple weeks or something. I think, you know. <sighs> I was I was reading an article somewhere I forget what and I forget to, I'm sorry to give credit to to this but they basically said uh, it's going to be similar to um, the Galloway up in Detroit his his holdout where Gordon has he can miss up to eight games or something like ha- he has to report back by week nine in order to occur a season uh, of el- eligibility so they're thinking that that would be the case and then he doesn't necessarily have to play when he comes back. I mean, he could play, they could use him, or he could just sit and just, you know, whatever. But, um, I have a feeling it's probably going to be lasting that long. Um, so I'm moving Gordon down my rankings. We'll, we'll actually talk about him later in the show. Spoiler alert. But you know, my opinion, Gordon has been the running back that the, that the Chargers drafted in what was like 17th overall, um, a couple years back. So, I mean, he's held up his end of the bargain. He just wants to get paid. So, um, I, I mean, I can't argue with him. I just, he's picking the wrong team to to play chicken with because the Chargers don't give in to demands like this. So, you know, good luck, Gordon. Uh, next bit, we got running back Kenyon Drake of the Miami Dolphins. So, out of Dolphins camp, they're saying that this team's going to split running back touches between Drake and Kalen Balazs. Um So, you know, moving Drake down my board a little bit more and more. Um, Next, we got running back Jamal Williams of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Surprise, surprise, he has missed the last four practices with a hamstring injury. So, that's good news for Aaron Jones. But wait, Aaron Jones, the other running back there in Green Bay, he's missed practice with a hamstring injury today as well. Uh, They said it's more minor and just being super precautious. Don't want to aggravate anything, but um, that's good news for Jones that he's been the guy getting the reps there. Super high on Jones this year. We'll actually talk about him a little bit later, too. And then, we got wide receiver Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints. Yep. He did it. Signed a five-year, $100 million extension through 2024 to become the highest-paid wide receiver. Congratulations, Michael Thomas. Good for you. Speaking of Michael Thomas, kind of a interesting to segue there not planned at all <laughs> we got the knockout giveaway guess what i'm giving away a signed michael thomas jersey wow look at the uh, the coincidence there um, so there's a couple ways to gain entries for this it's you know it's actually it's really really super easy the easiest way you just want one entry go to fantasyknockout.com click on the giveaway it pops up the the screen there, and all you have to do is enter your name and email, hit the enter button. Boom, you're entered into, into getting this uh, free Michael Thomas jersey, you know, contest. So, but if you want a couple more entries, it's pretty cool. You can um, follow on any of the social media platforms, so Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Each of those are one entry, which you know, another chance to win. Um, if you want even more entries. Please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That'll get you seven, which is kind of cool. And then, and then you can get more entries by becoming a Patreon over at patreoncom knockout. You could also go to the website uh, fantasyknockout.com, click on the Patreon tab there, and become a Knockout member. And it's ten entries into the giveaway, which is pretty cool. I want to go over some cool perks about becoming a Knockout member. Uh, kind of explain, elaborate on this a little bit. So becoming a member, all it is, it's, it's a pledge of $5 a month that it helps out the show and appreciate that. Uh, but you get some perks with that. One, you get community access so that there's going to be a, uh, a feed on there where you can type in your questions and stuff. And then other members will, can give feedback too, as well as I will be on there giving my question and answers and stuff. So you guys get priority question answers versus just submitting them to the show, um, but the other cool perk is you get draft cheat sheets. I put these things together. I've been using them myself for years. I decided I want to share it with some other people. Um, I want to share it with the members, the knockout members. So pretty cool. It's basically my rankings, and then I tiered up groups. You know, so you got like the top four running backs I have as a tier, and then the next couple of ones I have as a tier. Um, I don't put that on my rankings on the website, but it's on the cheat sheets there. So you get access to those. I will update those weekly so that uh, the if you decide to use them, they're not going to be out of date and whatnot. And they'll show the, the date that I updated it last on there. So yeah, you can enter at fantasyknockout.com. Just type in your name and email and that gets you at least one entry to the contest or to the giveaway. So we're going to doing that. I think the giveaway ends on September 8th. We'll announce on the show there who wins, and I'll send that out to the winner. So, All right, where can you follow the show? You can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook, at Fantasy Knockout. And then on Instagram, it's at Fantasy underscore Knockout. We're going to jump right into it. we got the main event coming up. Let's jump right into it. Main event. We're going to go over the top 25 running backs, but first I'm going to recap my top 12 real quick. So, number one, Ezekiel Elliott, two, Alvin Kamara, three, Christian McCaffrey, four, Saquon Barkley, five, David Johnson, six, Todd Gurley, seven, Joe Mixon, eight, Le'Veon Bell, nine, Damian Williams, ten, Dalvin Cook, and eleven, James Conner, and then twelfth, we had On Johnson. All right, to kick it off now, we got thirteen... Devonte Freeman of the Atlanta Falcons. He didn't play last year. He got hurt in game one. Then he tried to come back game five, and he didn't play the rest of the season. He uh, so that's what most most fantasy players remember of Devonte Freeman from last year. Um, I'm high on the Atlanta offense this year. I think they're bringing back Dirk Cutter as the OC, and Freeman. He's the guy there. There's no more Tevin Coleman, and it's Ito Smith. I'm um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not worried about Ito Smith stealing many carries. He's going to get some work there, you know, but he's the backup. So Freeman should see a ton of work. And I like his value right now. He's going pretty low in drafts. I think he's like fourth or fifth round right now. So, you know, take that value. Um, yeah. And then number 14, we got Josh Jacobs of the Oakland Raiders. I I am high on, on Jacobs. Um, you know, the question is, what will this rookie be? It is his backfield, and should have, and he should have a every opportunity to be the main guy. He didn't get the workload in college, you know, so a lot of people are are concerned about that. Not me. I like his upside in the passing game. Uh, he's a very well pass catching back. Um, you know, he's very very talented. I have him projected for about forty receptions this year, and then Gruden he likes to use the Belkell back, and with jacob's pretty much the only one there i mean his backup is doug martin whoa yay um you know so i'm i'm thinking he should see anywhere from 220 to 250 carries as well so i mean to me just the opportunity the upside is there um you know we'll see what that oakland offense can put together this year with the new additions of brown and so i'm excited i like jacob's a lot so that's why i got him at 14 and then number 15 we got aaron jones of the green bay packers Last year he had 133 carries, 728 yards, eight touchdowns, 26 receptions, 206 yards, and one touchdown in uh, you know one receiving touchdown. He did that all in 12 games. That's pretty solid. I love his talent. Um, You know it was the Jamal Williams show the first couple weeks, and then Aaron Jones you know took a week or two to kind of get into the thing of things, and then once he showed he was the better talented running back there, they just trusted him. And I'm hoping the new coaching regime does that as well. Like I said, I love his talent. He's a five and a half a carry in both of his seasons that he's played in. Um, You know, the questions for me is, is it going to be a split backfield? I hope not. I think he's got the talent. But here's the thing is you get these amazing, fun, I'm being sarcastic, coaches that uh, don't always play the most or the best talented player. They just, you know. Do it. I don't know. It just it's frustrating as fantasy owners. <laughs> but you know, if he's the guy, then he's going to be great. Uh, he has top five upside. And when he got ten plus carries a game, he was fantastic. He was also great in the red zone. Um, he also averaged four targets a game. So, like I said, I love his talent. I think he's going to do well. He's got the upside. So, you know, Jones is going third, fourth round right now. I think that would be a solid number two running back on your team. So, I like Jones a lot. Next, we got number 16, Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So last year, he had 133 carries, 439 yards, five touchdowns, 22 receptions, 185 receiving yards, and one touchdown receiving. He did that in eight games. Fournette was a frustrating player to own. Um, Came out, had an okay game, and then he got hurt, and then he tried to come back, and then got hurt again. And then they held him out until after the bye week. But then when the bye week happened, he came back, and he came back on strong. So, Fournette, he's known as being injury prone. You know, he hurt many owners last year. Kind of was a lost season, you know. Uh, He missed a lot of games. Very frustrating to own. But he had three amazing games. Um, You know, I'm going to make it. It's Basically, it's going to be a make it or break it season for him. Because it is it's a contract year for him, and then we'll see if the brass up there in Jacksonville want to move forward with him. So I think his talent is there. It's just can he stay on the field for sixteen games, thirteen games? I don't know, you know, and that's why he's moving down on the board. But he's a solid running back. Next we got number seventeen, Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. Last year Chubb had 192 carries. 996 yards, 8 touchdowns, 20 receptions, 149 receiving yards, and 2 receiving touchdowns. He did that in 9 games starting. Didn't get the start until Week 7. You know, it was the uh, Carlos Hyde weird, you know, team didn't know what to do. Basically, Freddie Kitchens took over midseason. Once Hugh Jackson was out of there, Chubb turned into the running back we all loved and known and helped mostly probably helped a lot of people win championships. Um, And, you know, he was the stud. The concern with Chubb this year is the Kareem Hunt signing. Hunt is suspended for the first eight games of the season. He won't see the field until week 10 because they got to buy week 9. You know, will Hunt take over or are they just going to split carries? We don't know yet, and we probably won't know until then. I love Chubb's talent. He was the guy. You know, what stands out to me is, is he didn't do much in the receiving game. He he only averaged three targets a game during that stretch. Um, to me, that's not enough to put him as a top twelve. That kind of holds him back because you want him to get thirty-five to fifty um, receptions, and I just don't know if he'll do that to become elite. So, number eighteen, Melvin Gordon. Um, Honestly, the only reason I have Gordon this low is because of his contract dispute. The holdout. It's not his talent. Only Todd Gurley has more touchdowns than Gordon. Um, He finds the end zone. He's got 38 touchdowns to Gurley's 46. He hasn't played a full season. He's always missing games. Uh, When he plays, he is the guy. He carries the workload for the Chargers. He burned some people last year by missing games in the fantasy semifinals. Um, But, you know, he apologized for that. So, I'm okay with it, you know. On a per-game basis, he is used as a true three-down back. But even, you know, but he's not going to play a full 16 games. You just have to know, you know, especially the holdout. That counts, but he just gets dinged up. So, that's my only concern for Gordon. That's why if if the contract stuff wasn't happening, he'd be fifth in my rankings. But because the contract, I got him 18. I... Mid-second, third-round pick is where I feel comfortable with the possibly eight games that he's going to miss. If he comes back before that, then that's win-win for you if you take him. But, you know, I it's just hard to trust Gordon with that many games going to miss. So, next we got number 19, Marlon Mack of the Indianapolis Colts. Last year, he had 195 carries, 908 yards, nine touchdowns, 17 receptions for 103 yards and one touchdown. He did that in twelve games. Wow. He started off pretty slow last year. He, you know, and he averaged seventeen carries a game with one and a half targets. I like the seventeen carries a game. That's that's pretty solid. But the one and a half targets, that's what scares me. He's not a, the pass catching back. To me, to me, he's pretty much game scripted. Um, when the Colts are up, they're going to run the ball, and when they're behind, they're going to They need more of the pass catching back, and that's not Mac. But when he was in there, he got fifteen carries a game, fifteen plus carries a game. He was good. But below fifteen carries a game, he wasn't good. He needs the he needs he needs the workload. You know, his fantasy relevance to me, it all depends on Andrew Luck. Is Andrew Luck going to stay healthy? And will the Colts be that top high end offense that we all know and love? And if so, then Mac is gonna be a stud. If the Colts are gonna be playing from behind. It's going to be very frustrating to own Mac then. Next, we got number 20, Derek Henry of the Tennessee Titans. Last year, he had 215 carries for 1,059 yards, 12 touchdowns, 15 receptions for 99 yards, and no passing touchdowns. Basically, Henry went bananas. (laughs) Yep. Last year, he went bananas during the fantasy playoffs. It's hard for me to trust him because before before those games, he didn't get 60 yards rushing in 12 games. you got to understand that. What people remember is just the four games he went bananas. Uh, You know, he doesn't catch the ball either. If Henry falls far enough in drafts, then he's a value. I'm not saying he's off my board completely. I'll take him if he's far enough down the board. I want him as my third running back on my team. I want him as my flex option. I don't want to trust him as my number one or number two running back on my team. If he gets a full head of steam, you know, gets his feet going, he's a beast to tackle because he's such a big back. But he doesn't know how to cut, doesn't know how to catch, and I'm worried that he's going to be what he was in those first. 12 games was he's not gonna break 60 yards, and that's just gonna be frustrating. So just caution on Derrick Henry this season, okay? Just forewarning. All right, number 21, Kenyon Drake of the Miami Dolphins. Last year he had 120 carries, 535 yards, four touchdowns on the ground, 53 receptions for 477 yards re- receiving with five touchdowns receiving. Wow. He re- he did a lot more in that passing game. He has shown when he's Had the work. He is dominant. He was great in the passing game. Like I just said, Gase is gone with his stupid grudges. No more Frank Gore there to be the old man to steal carries. Um, He should receive more of a volume on a per-touch basis, which is good. (laughs) I like his value as as a running back, you know, going in the fifth, sixth round. You know, he'll be a nice RB2 for your team. He's got some upside there. So Kenyon Drake's pretty talented there. Next, we got number 22, Sonny Michelle of the New England Patriots. Last year, he had 209 carries for 931 yards, 6 touchdowns, 7 receptions for 50 yards with no passing touchdowns or no receiving touchdowns. Yeah, he doesn't pass the ball. (laughs) He did that in 13 games. He was amazing during the playoffs last year. I think everybody remembers that with New England winning the Super Bowl. Uh, That's what we all want to see from him. If the Patriots believe in him, then he will be the guy... You know, the concern is is his knees. Can he hold up? He's going to be a value, or he's going to be a bust this year. You know, it's is is he worth the gamble? The Patriots do want to run the ball, and his upside could be monstrous because of those touchdowns, you know, possibly getting double digits or, you know, 15, 16 touchdowns. He could easily get 20. I mean, I could see that in the realm of possibilities. Not saying that he will. You know, but... Is it also going to be consistent? Are they going to use them every week, day in and day out? Or is it going to be game disc- game dependent? You know, oh, they're playing, the Patriots are playing this team, and we're going to run the ball this, day, this week, and then next week we're going to use James White or we're going to use, you know, Damian Harris. Who knows? You know, if you can grab him as your third running back on your team, then he should be a value. You know, right now he's slipping in drafts, so I like his value currently right now, but... I don't trust him as a, like I said, it's kind of like Derrick Henry. You just don't trust him to be one of your stud running backs that you're going to start. You just, you know, he's a flyer, he's a bench running back. So if you can snag him as depth, great. I think the value's there. So, you know, next, number 23, Chris Carson. We're going to blast through these last ones real quick. So we got Chris Carson at 23. He's for the Seattle Seahawks. Last year, he had 247 carries. For 1,151 yards, 9 touchdowns. He had 20 receptions for 163 yards with no touchdowns. He did that in 14 games. Pete Carroll loves Carson and his style of running. He was more of the guy there than people realized after week two. You know, it kind of Seattle had that rough start, like a real slow start. But after week two, then he was averaging the fourth most touches per game at 21. That's more than Christian McCaffrey, that's more than Leonard Fournette, and that's more than David Johnson. He had the fifth most carries in the 10 zone, only two fewer carries than Saquon Barkley. Chris Carson's the man up there in Seattle, and with the value of him in the later rounds right now, you know, in the mid-rounds, he, he could be a sneaky upside play, a sneaky upside draft pick, so I like him. Last uh, or not last, we got two more. Number twenty-four, Philip Lindsay of the Denver Broncos. Last year, he had one hundred ninety-two carries, one thousand thirty-seven yards, nine touchdowns on the ground, thirty-five receptions for two hundred forty-one yards and one receiving touchdown. He did that in fifteen games. He came on, surprised everybody. Nobody knew him. He was an undrafted uh, rookie last year. And I see, I see Royce Freeman getting a little bit more workload, and I see Philip Lindsay still being the the number one back there, um, he's going to run the ball. You know, he's going to get the ball probably close to what he did. You know, that hundred. I imagine 180 to 200 carries. So he should have close to what 900,000 yards. Um, he did well as far as running in, running in uh, the touchdowns. But what was surprising that stood out is he didn't he didn't catch the ball as much. But Devonte Booker's not there anymore. And I like his or Devontae Booker's not going to be used as is what he was last year. And I like I like Lindsey's upside as far as he'll be a better pass catching back. Um I think they'll utilize him a little bit more there. Yeah, they're gonna split the load. That's why I have him down here at twenty four. But um, you know, I think he's a he's a good value where he's going right now in drafts. And then last we got number twenty five, David Montgomery of the Chicago Bears. Rookie. Um not a lot to say here other than I you know, Jordan Howard's gone. I like his upside. I think him and Tariq Cohen are going to share the workload, but Montgomery could be a true three down back. We'll see. The only question is, will Matt Nagy trust him right off the bat? Will he give him the workload? Um, you know. So that's that again, that's the question. Will he give him the workload? Can Montgomery handle it as a rookie? We don't know. Wait to be seen. Um, But I love his upside. I think going forward, Montgomery is going to be a really fun and interesting back to own in that high-powered offense there. Um, But, yeah, so Montgomery wraps it up at number 25. You know, that's going to close out the show for today. Next show, we got the top 12 receivers or the top 12 wideouts. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate it. All right. Till next time. Goodbye.